in this episode. Thunder was only like one season. Damn, it's pretty memorable for all it's, of you. It's like, ever, it's, yeah, it's like one season. Wasn't that the prequel to the Thunder Cats? No. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. that, was, that was so bad. Yeah. Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, episode 28, with guest John Bowden. Vintage cartoons and parents' gatekeeping music. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And I'm Chad Lutsky. And you are listening or watching Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network. And Chad, we've got an awesome show. And dude, we got a guest. We do. We 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 do. I was going to say we haven't had one for a while, but we just had Tim Meyer. So yeah, but sure, we, yeah. we had a couple of episodes there in a row where it was just you and I hanging out. But we have my very good friend, author John Bowden. And he, just a, a few words about John. I didn't I didn't write anything down just because I know John so well. I've known him for going on six years, I think, something like that, like six years. At least. Yeah. And um, he's one of my favorite uh, indie authors, if not my favorite. He's got several books out, Jedi Some Jedi Summer, Spung Onion. Spun Gunion. Spun Gunion. Yeah, there you go. Um, People struggle with how to say that word. Walk the Darkness Down. A couple uh, awesome books with Bob Ford, like... Uh, Caddy Wampus and Ralston Kisses. Um, you wrote one with uh, Mercedes Yardley, Detritus in Love is what it's called. We wrote one together, yep. Out Behind the Barn, based on John's short story, Maggie's Farm. And so, John, it's a pleasure to finally get you away from your job and on here hanging out with us. So thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, today, it man. worked out for once. I, I wanted to, just, just right up front real quick, I wanted to... Um, I was laid off earlier this year. So I spent a lot of time doing social media stuff and marketing crap and writing and you're out there busting your ass working and not being able to do write as much. And it always makes me feel bad. And I'm so thankful that we're, you know, writing something again together, the, the trailer park thing that we're doing. I'm super excited about that. And then we've got that other masterpiece that uh, is going to blow minds when it eventually comes it, out. It on will the back be. Burner. Yeah. Wait a second, the, the trailer park thing, man. Yeah. You got you got to say something about the trailer park. Oh, I don't know if you if you can or if you even should. But no, yeah, no, we're hand, talking about it. We're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm proud of it. Yeah, we we owe. Yeah, Jeremiah, um, unknowingly, when yeah. the words came out of his mouth, trailer park Coven <laughs> yeah. was yeah. naming John and I's next novella. Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, and and I think it was the the yeah, it was the episode with Hunter Shea and Jack Campisi and. Uh, you were talking about what were you even what were we even talking about? We're talking about Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but it was a group effort, man. It's like one of those things. Yes, it yeah. did. Count, you know, I pulled that bugger out of my rear end. I mean, it's true. But at the same time, um, it was because of the the conversation as a whole with yeah. all the different people and the the humor. It was so much fun. We were having such a blast, and it just came out right. Yeah. And uh, so when you told me, and it was one of those moments. We we'll have it forever, man. Stored yeah. in time, man. It's captured. It's on video. Where it was like, I'm going to do this, and you are. You guys are really immediately. I said it immediately when <laughs> yeah, you said immediately. Trailer Park Coleman. Yeah. I said, I'm writing that book, yeah. and I said dibs right now. And then I think it was the next day I wrote John. I was like, I can make a kick-ass book, but John can make it even more kick-ass if I get him on board. Yeah. So, because and I knew if I told him the name, he'd be like, dude, yes, let's do this. I need you Don't guys. Worry, to- I'm in. Yeah, you're in, man. I got to have you guys eventually. Once it's published, man, I have to have you guys sign it, and I will enshrine it at my home. I will have an amazing shrine, <laughs> lights, and a thing of incense underneath, and people are like, what's that? And I'm like, that right there is Trailer Park Coven, man. But that is awesome. quickest way to get me to say yes to something is to involve white trash, trailer parks, or old country music, and I will <laughs> no. say yes right away. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, in, like that uh, old, you like that old country stuff, huh? Oh, love it yeah chad does not we don't talk about it yeah yeah chad chad's not a big fan man chad's not a big fan he's not a big fan of rap either i like rap but i like old country too and and you know what i i think that at this point john thinks i never really bought one because i haven't taken any pictures of it yet but i am sporting my my uh john Bowden. Uh, <laughs> oh. i believed you you sent me a picture of it when you got it oh did i 
Because I think yeah. I think we got our shirts. You got my you got my volume four Lutsky shirt, and I got this. I think on the same day or within a day apart or something. And you wore yours, and I and I've worn mine several times, but I just kept forgetting to take a picture of it. But I'm wearing it today. Nice. I love it. It's a good shirt. I don't know if any more are available, but people should grab one. And um, I don't. I don't think so. Not currently. Maybe so, when I get the reunion tour together. So, John, you uh, you've got Jedi Summer coming out again through Silver again? Shamrock this like year, a, right? What third third time? It's like one of those coveted books, man. Every time it lose, every time it it gains some traction, people fall in love with it, spread the word. Then it's out of print for whatever reason. Uh, this next it's this the curse, Chad. We talked about yeah. it. It's the curse. I know. This last time it was out of print because it was available only as a limited edition, along with uh Wormwood in the Nightworms mm-hmm. package. And um, so it's like this coveted thing, and then more people hear about it and they're like, Oh man, that sounds great, and it's not there. I love that book, man. It's such <laughs> an amazing book. Thanks. Um, it's so funny. I read reviews sometimes, and you can see m- the majority of readers get it. And they understand that they appreciate the uniqueness of it. And then you can tell some people don't because they want something kind of, uh, they expect know, tra- familiar and traditional, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's just not, I don't approach that. things that way. You know that. Yeah. I, no, I never approach anything from a straightforward narrative I, perspective. I look at, I, I think it's for the, the, for the readers who like, not to say that it's a werewolf book, but that like mongrels, you know, that was kind of a, um, um, no true one direction. Mongrels was in Jedi Summers definitely like that too. Well, you know how much I love Stephen Graham Jones, huge influence. Yeah. So, yeah. So, man, dude, cool. are you wearing a Wonder Woman shirt? Waylon Jennings, yeah. Oh, okay. See, that, yeah. that doesn't show how much <laughs> no, I know about. You're not far off, and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You can mistake it, Chad. It's a forgivable thing. Yeah. It they look very similar, you know. Do they? I don't know. I'm so not familiar with anything superhero-y. Oh no. Waylon Jennings and, and Linda both, Carter. No. You and Chad both, dude. You guys you, you guys don't like superheroes or what, man? What's going on with you guys? You know, I, I just it's not really it, it's an indifference more than a, a not like I really don't care. Yeah, I, I don't I you know like the you know I like Joker. That movie yeah, Joker yeah, with Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, yeah, that was great. Yeah, but that's that's about as far as I just I've just it's never. A, it's a super villain movie, and I used to watch the Super Friends cartoons. I always rooted for the Legion of Doom. They always had like the cooler, the cooler. <laughs> the yeah, ones were cooler. Yes, that is one of my all-time favorite cartoons ever. Um, I, the best. The suit that it's awesome, and actually, it's funny because uh, during during uh, quarantine, uh, I remember. You know, we're going through stuff trying to figure out because our sleep habits are all messed up. You know, the kids are home and we're like, oh, what are we going to do? And so we were spent a lot of time watching like cartoons and stuff like that. And I, I thought, man, I said, I used to have Super Friends on DVD, but I only had, it was like, let's say a dozen, right? A, a dozen episodes. I didn't realize how many different phases there were of Super Friends. It's like Scooby-Doo. It's just like, there's like yeah. 20 years of just different. Yeah. And they're not all good. No, they're not. Some are, you know, we, we got some of them and I was like, yeah, but some of them would be like the, the super friend superhero hour or something like that. And it was really an hour long. I mean, it, you know, and there'd be uh, more than one cartoon in that hour and mm-hmm. they had little, little kind of almost PSA styled things in it and everything. So it's pretty cool. And we were really bummed, you know, there were certain characters that would come along and then they wouldn't be there for the next, the evolution of the show. They'd be gone, you know, replaced by the Wonder Twins or something. And oh, we're like, oh, that stupid bug. I know. We, we were bummed about it, man. I remember watching that when I was a kid, but it was one of those ones where it's like, well, nothing else is on. Like a certain time of the day, I think, where, you know, Gilligan's Island was over or and Brady Bunch was over and uh, Three's Company wouldn't be on for a couple more hours. And so I'd have to. <laughs> you would fucking Three's Company. Burning, surely. <laughs> What's next, Chad? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, so I'd have to settle for, you know, that or MASH. Yeah. So I love Mash. Nine I know to five. you do. I just poking fun. <laughs> Nine to five. I think I think my favorite cartoon was always Johnny Quest. Oh yeah, now, Johnny, Johnny Quest, Quest was great. Hercules and uh, what was the other one? Um, Thundar. Oh, Thundar's so good. Yeah, I really liked. You know, Johnny Quest. I mean, it was 
It was like, it was like a, a, it was almost kind of an adult. I mean, people died, not like slow deaths or anything, but like they'd get shot and then fall off a boat and stuff like that. But it didn't happen in other cartoons. Thunder was only like one season. Damn, it's pretty memorable for all it's, these ever it's, it's, Yeah, it's like one season. Wasn't that the prequel to the Thunder Cats? No. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. that, was, that was so bad. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like waiting for that man to build up. I said, it's a teed yes. up, buddy. Super, it's Friends, teed up. Super oh. Friends was like that. It was like another cartoon that was like that for me where it was like uh, I'd watch like on Saturday mornings when that's where we really got our other than some a couple after school things. Saturday morning was where it was at. But yeah. then once you get to about 11 o'clock, things started to taper down and then you knew the day was over when fat albert and friends was on <laughs> yeah. was like the, dude i like, like fat albert yeah i didn't i, don't I think didn't. you're allowed to say you that now, like but I, still, I, like, I i don't like i didn't like that one maybe fat it's albert. because i just i just I still wanted like to play it. in a junkyard yeah. yeah i mean i like I, fat I leaned toward like the more either the more horror stuff um or the more fantastical stuff you know even he-man um, I was into for a while when I was like, uh, I think 12, something like that. But yeah, more stuff like Johnny Quest, Scooby-Doo, um, Davy and Goliath. <laughs> I love Davy and Goliath. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh, Scooby-Doo. What about all the Scooby-Doo uh, knockoffs? Like, there was, uh, what was it, the Clue Club? And I've never like, seen that. Chan yep. Clan was like Scooby-Doo, but they were Asian kids. What? You don't remember really? those? What the 70s was wild, Chan Clan, it was called. Wow, yeah. oh. <laughs> I got it. Was, it. Like, yeah, you gotta look them up. The I don't they, like, get away with that like, nowadays. Half of, a, half of a season because you remember cartoons did like that thing where the season ran from like September to like three months, yeah. and then there was a new season at the beginning of the year. Remember well, that before uh, that season, they would have a TV special that showed all the upcoming shows. Mm-hmm. Like previews of all, and I would get so excited to find out what was going to be going on that year. And I would always love Funky to take Phantom. The... Remember that one? I don't remember that one. What either. is it? Phantom. Really? It was it was the Revolutionary War ghost and the kids solving mysteries. You don't remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lonely. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you watched you too many cartoons, John. The Funky Phantom. The Funky Phantom. It was called. Wow, dude. No. Remember, Better I, be taking remember, notes. Uh, you can look these up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, as soon as this is over, man, I'm seriously, I'm going to look them all up. I'm going to be like finding them on Prime. Be like, I'm buying these buggers. The 70s yeah. were so, like, there was nobody that said no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just pitch this idea and they'd be like, okay, go do horror it. Horror stuff was really popular for kids, a younger audience. Horror stuff, like toys, was were really popular in the 70s. Like, you had, like, we had the uh, the male equivalent of the, um, what, what was that Betty Crocker machine? Um, Oh, the creepy crawlers. Yeah, the easy bake oven. The the gummy bugs. And then we had the uh, thing that would make the, yeah, the bugs. Um, And then they had the, uh, I used to have this thing. The girls had this thing where you could take like, it was like embossed Barbie slats and you could like, the chicks could be like a little. um, Oh, I know what you mean. Designer. And you could, you just take a crayon, you go like this over a piece of paper and you could switch out the clothes and stuff. I had one, but it was called Monster Maker. And I had one of those. Switched the head and the torso and the legs and and everything. It had all these different monsters and evil villains and stuff. And I mean, all the board games. I remember one year, my grandma—I think it was ten—and my grandma bought me a, a makeup kit called the Incredible Melting Man makeup kit, and it was licensed by the movie the, the where Rick Baker oh, wow. did the. Probably the coolest it. thing about that movie. That movie's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> But the the effects are so cool, and on the, the cover car. of this makeup kit is the guy from the Incredible Melting Man, which is pretty gory. And so my mom got really upset and made my grandma take it back. Um, yeah, my mom did that twice with toys. My dad bought me uh, the original graphic novel for the movie Alien right right when Alien came out, and my mom saw it, it had a couple cuss words, and it had a full spread gore chest bursting scene i think it was and uh she made me put that away for years didn't what well, she wasn't having it 
Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, for his 11th birthday, John's mom bought him the Creepshow comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad bought me that one, too, but I, yeah. I don't think I let my mom. And I still I have, have both. I have the Alien one and the Creepshow one still. But My parents yeah. made me get rid of a heat. I had a whole bunch of He-Man toys. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to get rid of them buggers, man, because that was during that whole satanic panic thing. And right. so there was all these evangelists coming to the churches and stuff and talking about Gargamel with the Smurfs and He-Man, yeah, all that New Age stuff, and Rainbow all of that. Bright. And I, and they made me give it away, dude. And those, those are my Christmas and birthday presents. And they made me give it to the one dude in the class named Gabriel that I totally did not like. He was he was the guy that had everything, dude. He was like the handsome little guy, and he had money and cool clothes. And I'm wearing the corduroys, and I'm talking the real thick, ugly ones, and I'm wearing them things, dude. And, uh, you know, so he gets all this stuff and they're like, well, why don't you just give all these toys to Gabriel? <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what? If you really think they're satanic, why are you having me give them to anybody in school? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you guys? But I had to go and give them to him right in the, right in the class. I'm sitting there just crying. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> handing him this stuff. And he's like, thanks, man. And he's like, well, I've got a couple of these already. And I'm like, <laughs> it was a terrible <laughs> thing. Dude. And they apologized <laughs> later. They're like, I guess we were wrong about that. And I'm like, it's a little too late. You My know? dad didn't really care. <laughs> Um, about that stuff, and but my mom did, and she paid more attention. As a matter of fact, I was at Meyer one time, and uh, I think my parents said I could get a record or something. This is when I was nine, and so I went, ran to the records, and I saw that Highway to Hell by ACDC had just come out. Uh oh, so I picked it up and I ran to my dad, knowing full well he would not let me get it. You know, there's a devil tail, it's got the word hell on it. Um, I said, Dad, can I get this? And he looked at it and goes, yeah, right. And I was like, whoa, because I had just discovered ACDC that year because I was really into the Stones. And then um, Kiss, of course, being a 70s kid, it was like, you know, I mean, it was the law. To, yeah, it was the law. And so I was at I was into Kiss from the age of like seven. Um, and then I think when I was yeah nine, I discovered ACDC. And to me, ACD was ACDC was like I hadn't heard punk before, but to me they were like this punk band because they were the heaviest thing I'd ever heard. You know, Bon Scott's voice and just how loud the guitars were. And he let me get it, but my mom, I don't remember why it started, but my mom uh, put put her foot down when it came to Black Sabbath, and she would not allow uh, Sabbath in the house and. She didn't know it, but I had two records hidden in, in my record collection. And then I had, um, I, I used to have this plastic, it looked like three Bibles. It was plastic and you opened it up and you could hide money in there or whatever. And yeah. that was on my shelf. And behind those fake Bibles, I had nine Black Sabbath cassettes stacked, <laughs> hidden back there that she didn't know about. And um, yeah, it was just Sabbaths. Like I could, I could do, I could get you know, anything else like kiss. It's like, and when you, when you look back, like those lyrics, those kiss lyrics and the ACDC lyrics, they're so they're stupid. But, well, they're stupid. Sure. Especially kiss. Well, but actually both bands, they're stupid and they're all about sex, all of them. But it's so funny to think that, you know, Sabbath, they had a couple songs that were like, is this satanic? I guess it's really not. But then the rest of them, they were just about kind of like, like the dark world that we live in, you know. And so it was weird that she would allow me this hypersexual uh, content within lyrics of, of the other two bands, but not this uh, kind of other challenging, more intelligent lyrical content. I was super fortunate. I mean, my parents, my parents split when I was seven. My mom always listened to like mostly like parent rock like jackson brown and tom petty and mm -hmm, you know yeah. she liked a lot of the folk stuff and a lot of the country tinge stuff my dad leaned more towards like 70s classic rock stoner rock you know he liked the eagles he liked pink floyd he's mm -hmm. he loved alice cooper he listened to some heavy metal just a little bit of everything and then my grandparents listened to like pretty much just old country and trucker music so i grew up like listening to all that stuff and i was a lot, I, I just i liked all of it so I, I never had anyone tell me you know you know you can't buy or listen to that because of this now sometimes they would say things like you can't listen to that that's just garbage find something better but never anything like you know that's satanic or 
I do remember my mom looking at the band photo on Motley Crue Shout at the Devil and just shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is also, when you think about it, like it's just so tame in comparison, you know, because I've, I've found over the years with my kids, um, you know, I'll, I'll hear something and I'm like, there's no way in hell you're pumping that into my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is absolute yeah. garbage, but oh. and, and I'm not just talking about because I don't like the genre, but the lyrics. No, it's I, garbage. I, I didn't want to get started on that. <laughs> talk all night about how much I hate that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so tame in comparison, almost innocent, you know. When, um, but looking back, you know, I'm one of these people. I've mentioned this before. I'm one of these people who listen to a song for the melody, and I might know the lyrics and be able to hum along with them or whatever, but I don't pay attention to what they're truly saying. And so I could hear a song, you know, I could be listening to, I don't know, something like uh, a Kiss song my whole life and be listening to 20 years. And then one day I'll be like, oh, it's about this. And I don't, because I just don't pay attention. I'm not, it's like, I'm not putting the words together. I just know them. And uh, so it's funny to look back on some of that stuff and, and be like, I can't believe I was singing this when I was a kid. This is really, you know, like Christine 16 and stuff. Gene singing about wanting to have sex with a 16 year old high school girl. And <laughs> there's a couple songs like that. that where he, he had a thing for, you know, you know the isn't kids. it, isn't it kind of weird if you think about it a little bit, like when you were saying that the music that comes out now, it's such, you know, the, the lyrical content is, is pretty wicked and stuff. And the stuff back then seemed tame, the stuff that you listen to and stuff. And but that a lot of times, like my dad fusing him into the conversation about it, that he used to listen and he didn't like the the modern rock stuff, like Kiss and all that. That was that was outrageous and Van Halen and all that stuff, yeah. that whole thing. But he he was like, you know, you got to listen to the 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 really good stuff from you know the '60s and '70s and everything. And so he was into oldies, so we would listen to oldies all the time. And as I got older, I'm like, these people are straight talking about boning. Like they are, they yeah. are really into it. And this is very sexual. And then I realized, oh, that's because back then when my dad was into that music, his mom was like, this modern music is just so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, look at where it is. And I'm like, so dude, think of what your son's children are going to be listening to. And your son's going to be like, you know, it's got to be tame like that, you know, black metal from Nor Norwegian countries are, you know, over here. <laughs> and you're like, what? You're like, what's worse? How does it, how does this evolution just keep getting worse? And it, but it, it's always relative to whatever that next generation finds to be tame that was controversial to the well, generation then, before and on and on. Well, we've also gotten to the point, too, where everything is permitted. So they don't have to be as clever. They used to have to be clever. They used to have to be. It's cryptic Andra or lyrical wordplay to, you know, yeah. I'm saying this, but I mean this, you know, and it would now they could just come right out and just, they just say it all. So it's like, yeah, no, it's, yeah, there's nothing cryptic now it's about wop. it. Yeah. 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 We don't they just come out that. and say it. It's, yeah. Modesty, yeah. modesty is gone, dude. It's not even, <laughs> it's like not yeah, even remotely not. close. And so it is an unfair thing, but it's also stunning. Isn't it the contrast that if you go back and you see, like there's, there's a video online where Buddy Holly is playing this song, Betty Sue or whatever, you know, and it's got these ladies. I don't know what the name of the show was. It's all in black and white. They've got these kind of bouffant style hair things going and they got these silky gloves and it looks like a very hoity toity, you know, uh, lifestyles, of the rich and famous styled thing, um, sipping on, you know, uh, champagne. And she gets on. She's like, you may have never heard of these guys, but they are uh, pretty controversial. But I think you should give them a good listen and find out. It's just fun kind of thing. And then it's Betty Sue. I love you. Da, 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 da. And you're thinking, dude, people were really ticked about that. <laughs> like They were like outraged. Yeah. There's mobs outside. What are you doing? The whole generation's going to hell because of Betty Sue. And, and then to see from that what used to outrage people. And see now and just say, oh boy, what's the, as I said, what does the future have in store for us, guys? We're in trouble. <laughs> we it's hard. That's, you think the yeah. that's the reason why it's so hard to like differentiate. Like, am I just being an old man? Cause I'm older now. Am I just being an old man? Or is it because it really is that bad? And, and no, really how much worse bad. can it get? It's, it is that bad. How much worse? <laughs> I mean, you used to not be able to show Elvis Presley swing his hips. Yeah. Now, yeah they'll have a chick who's naked and they'll just have maybe her crotch uh, like 
dot it out or something like that and yeah. so that you can't see the whole thing but then she can talk about whatever yeah. words that i'm not even going to say in here. this conversation's making me feel so old <laughs> we are <laughs> all the young yeah. people watching are like haha and they're all making fun and we're like guys we're, we're all pretty close to age right for you guys it's you yeah. think it's crazy now wait dude because <laughs> if it keeps following that track man we are in mad max land no it'll swing around and like pretty soon we're gonna have like a new wave of like the old the sinatra crooners and the rat pack stuff and it'll just it'll start all over that's what Except they're all be instead of alcoholics they'll be heroin junkies <laughs> openly stay skinny <laughs> stay skinny <laughs> oh, oh no yeah, it's gonna be the, the pendulum, you know, from the the whole body positivity movement. You're gonna have you're gonna have the pendulum. It always happens. And so, eventually, my wife, my wife works from home, and she listens to the radio all day. And she likes she started listening to that kind of stuff, and it's it's actually pretty good. I had never really given it a listen. Big band, I, I dig it. like all the, all the big band, oh, yeah, like the dinosaur and all that kind of stuff. It's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I can stand some like I'll listen to like some Sinatra, but if the horn section is too much uh, and too uh, bouncy, like I like my horn section like real somber, you know, like smooth jazz, not not bouncy. I don't even like Miles, Miles Davis. Unless some of, some of it gets a little too frantic. Yeah, yeah. I was listening recently. You know, talking about music, you know, kind of bouncy stuff. So I was listening to some mariachi music recently. Yeah, yeah, that's the future. You like that, do you? <laughs> that's the future, dude. Well, we got in a big debate at the house, man, on like what's the most popular Mexican music, and I looked it up, and my it's not mariachi, not all mariachi, but it you know there's certain styles and stuff. My wife was not believing me, and I'm like, it's right here, it's on YouTube. I'm like, and I was listening, I was jamming out to it, you know, but I'm like, I I don't know if that is gonna be the pendulum. I don't think we're going that way. It's right? it's cool for a little bit. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool for a minute. That's what I'm getting at. Like, it's another one of those styles that I can listen to for a little while and jam out to it, you know. But after a little while, I just, it's a little too much. Be careful what you say about Mexico, bro. Oh, oh no. You got you to say that because you know, nobody watching would know unless they follow on social media and they see this. Yeah. But, dude, it's hilarious. I don't think I even said Mexico. We, we got, we got a, a person who was all in a bunch, man. Uh, accusing me. No, they got, they weren't in the bunch. He called me out on Twitter. And oh, uh, he was God. kidding around. He um, he was talking about, I can't remember what, what episode. I think we were talking with Hunter and we were talking about what would happen. Talking about drive bys or something or gun, guns firing. Yeah, something. And what would and, you do in that situation? And you said, well, if I was in Palestine, I'd probably just be sitting there eating some ice cream. Yeah. You know, and I'm saying based on you would image that I've seen where a kid is eating ice cream and there's people with machine guns shooting at each other, and the kid's just sitting there like it's a yeah. normal day in the neighborhood. And, and you had mentioned you're not something not about finish your ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, had, yeah. <laughs> you had said something about Mexico as well, outside yeah. of I think visiting there. And uh yeah. no, he um he he wasn't mad. Got a good yeah. sense of humor. Um, I did apologize just in case we had offended him, but <laughs> apparently we didn't and we weren't poking fun and i said hey man you know what yeah. we're just all jealous because you guys make the best food it's true man it's true yeah. no i was i was and i was joking around about him being in a bunch man i'm, I'm being funny with him I, he knows that he knows he's he knows really cool watching the show he's an artist by the way he's uh does this incredible john you've probably seen some of his stuff um, who is it uh max stark he does that really cool photo manipulation mm. stuff with like the trees coming out of people's heads and stuff. Mm -hmm. Amazing stuff. I've seen him do, I think one of Keelan Patrick Burke and Edward Lorne and maybe a couple of other people's even reviewers and uh, a little jealous, man. It looks, he said, cool. he said, we need to, we need to sit down so we can have a, a conversation about Mexico, uh, Mexico, Mexico yeah. Mexicans. Yeah. Mexico, yeah, Mexico and Mexicans. Mexicans. Yeah. yeah. And ice cream conversation and ice cream. And ice cream. That was what it was. We got it. We got to have that guy on too sometime. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're thinking of you, Max. Thanks for listening. <laughs> now I'm thinking about ice cream. Well, <laughs> I, I'm always thinking about ice cream, John. Always. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And people are like, what do you think about Jeremiah? I'm like, don't even ask, you know. <laughs> Constantly, all the time. I used to eat frozen yogurt all the time. Thing. You used to eat frozen yogurt all the time? Oh, yeah, a lot of it. 
No, man. I don't know, dude. I, I like frozen yogurt. It's not the same. It's not, no, it's not the same, dude. It's not the same. And if someone's like, hey, would you like to have some of this frozen yogurt? I'm like, don't you have ice cream? I'm like, no. And I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe. I don't have, have the same excitement. Very good uh, frozen yogurt done. That's what they always pretty say. Pretty good. Too. That's what they pretty always good. say. I mean, I've had it. It's all right. It's just, it's not the same. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me, me, uh, me and John, we're the ones at the party that were like, we're not saying it's bad, but it's not the same. And they're like, dude, they're always making that argument. <laughs> like, but you know, it's true. You know, it's That's true. like when you were a kid, you'd go to your grandmother's house and you'd ask for ice cream and they'd give you ice milk and you'd be disappointed oh, man. because it's not the same. Or sherbet. Is it yeah, sherbet yeah, now or bird? What, 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 what do you sherbet. say? Sherbet. sherbet. That's what I've said too. Or, yeah. or, or sorbet. But I, but I always always used to call it sherbet. Me too. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no second R in that word. I'm down with yeah. sherbet, man. I got that from my grandma too. Yeah, and speaking of going to grandparents, yeah, like if you're like, um, you go to your grand, like I remember going to my grandparents and it's like, oh, we're going to make some popcorn and watch Hee Haw. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, God, yes. Hee Haw. <laughs> wow. And, uh, but their popcorn was bland, you know, they didn't douse it with butter and salt and all that stuff and make it all what my palate was used to at home. So I'd sit there and eat out of a giant, um, what are those turkey pans you put the, I can't remember the name of the roaster. Yeah. And fill one of those up with, and I'd lay on the living room floor and watch, uh, Lawrence Welk and hee haw. That's the most white trash image I think I've ever got <laughs> in my head. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Sitting on the floor watching Hee Haw with a roaster pan full of popcorn in your lap. Yep. Wow, man. Good stuff, man. Yeah, man. I, I just don't know how I feel about sorbet, man. I mean, well, it's okay, but it's like one of those things like maybe at grandma's house. You know what I mean? Like, because that is what I would have at my grandma's house all the time was, was uh, uh, sherbet and stuff like that. And I got to ask you, John. You you brought up there's no there's no second R in that. Are you sure about that, or is that I'm not one hundred maybe a Mandela effect thing? I'm not. No, I don't think there is. I think it's. I don't think there is. Yeah, but did you guys? Are you also under the impression that there is a such thing as the Berenstein Bears? You've brought this up before. (laughs) The Mandela effect. You don't. You don't. You don't know what that is. It's the, it's the, I just yeah, I never you know, really I know what the Mandela effect but when it comes to about that it's it, it's spelled it's spelled B E R E N S T A I N Bernstein not Berenstein Berenstein and it's actually Bernstein it wouldn't even be bear it's S T A I N yes stain and I don't know anybody if you ask them who'd be like oh yeah A I N at the end of that and i don't know i don't know anybody so i'm like i don't know man maybe at one point in time john there was a second r we just don't know it's not gonna i don't know yeah it might be the mandela effect the universe may have gone through a mega i just blew right by it for the ice cream i never paid attention (laughs) yeah i've seen some stuff on uh the uh mandela effect but that the berenstein bears were they weren't one of the cooler ones that i that I saw, I can't rem- even remember remember some of the ones that I saw before. I like Fruit Loops, that that fruit is F R O O T. Fruit. Yeah. Or that tunes for Looney Tunes is T U N E S instead of T O O N S. And I'm like, what? Or that in the Wizard of Oz, the Scarecrow has a gun, and that the um, uh, Tin Man has an axe and a wrench. It's great. The Scarecrow has a gun. Yes. Scarecrow has a gun. And so there's a whole bunch of that, man. I'm telling you guys, we're living in a crazy universe. And there's and it's not definitive yet. We haven't confirmed it. But it's possible that everything we thought is no longer real. <laughs> it's possible. Probably, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, We've been man. taken away, probed, and then replaced with <laughs> different types of Fruit Loops. But yeah, I, I it, it, I that was a funny one, man. The Fruit Loop thing, because my grandma worked at Kellogg's. And so, and she actually worked in the area that, that basically was the vitamins with the Fruit Loops, right? That was one of the things that she did. And I asked her, I was like, oh man, I'm going to get my grandma good on this. I'm going to ask what it is. And I said, I said, how is Fruit Loops spelled? And she goes, F-R-O-O-T. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, so the Mandela folks, you know, you got a 90, you know, 91 year old lady and she remembers this. She's like, oh yeah, that's, of course. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it's always been spelled. I'm like. I saw an episode of The Office one time. Um, 
where they had uh, at the beginning of the uh, episode, Stanley hadn't showed up for work yet. And someone mentioned something about his mustache or whatever. And then somebody else is like, Stanley doesn't have a mustache. And then the whole office started having this discussion. They couldn't remember if Stanley had a mustache or not. And I couldn't remember either. And I don't remember what season this was, but it was, you know, it was definitely to the point where we should all remember whether Stanley had a mustache or not. And so when he showed up for work, they kept showing him, but his like face would be blocked by a plant or something else. And everyone's like on pins and needles. And or he'd be, you know, he'd have a newspaper up or he'd be sneezing or something like that. And everyone's just waiting and waiting. And to see if uh, it was weird. Did they ever reveal? Oh yeah, I mean he's he's on the show every episode, so yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's different. Because I was gonna say they didn't they didn't reveal it in uh, the the movie. It's Pat. What? What's that got to do with? Well, it's the same one. Well, not. I don't know. It made me think of it, you know, that like is Pat a guy or a girl kind of thing, and that you're waiting for the reveal. And I was just wondering about if they revealed it and if they. Oh no, no. I mean, like I said, have you ever watched The Office? Uh, I probably watched less than 10 episodes of The Office in my life. I watched several of the uh, British version, but not the American version. What do you think about that, man? Do you like the British version? Good night, you guys. (laughs) I was going to say, because I've seen, I have seen, let's say, well, let's say I've seen 15 episodes of The Office in the American version. Let's just say it's 15. I think I've probably seen three or four of the British one, and I didn't really care for it. I was like, yeah. You know, but I had a lot of people that thought it was way better. They were like, oh, no, that's like the best the one. The thing about the British one is if you've seen the the American one first, you're already used to certain characters. So you need to allow yourself some time to um, get acclimated to those people playing those characters that you're used to. It's a great show. But you need Plus to, British you need comic to, sensibilities a little bit different. More than yeah, a little bit different. But it's it's a really, really good show. I liked it more than I thought I would. But again, you gotta give yourself, you know, three or four episodes to to fall in love with those characters and and um but I've seen The Office I think three times all the way th- all of the seasons. What? It's one of the one of my favorite shows of all time. You know, the last couple episodes are good, but they're not as I'm sorry, not episodes. Seasons are good, but they're not as good as um when Stephen Carell was on it you know and then they had james spader on there that was pretty funny he was like the main boss for a while but man if you guys haven't seen that wow they just took it off netflix too and put it on that you know me i just watched the same shows over and over and over what do you what do you watch man um i love mash watch it all the time but um I, i also like a show it's on netflix it's called still game it's uh set in scotland it's 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 english it's like it's about the, all the cast members are, are are elderly in this town and just the shenanigans they get up to. It's, it's really good. There's like nine seasons, but being English, the seasons are only six episodes long. Some people have trouble like understanding what they say because when you first start watching it, the accents are so thick. Yeah. But then the more you get used to it, it's, it's mm. really a great show. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to love... Uh... Uh, the young ones I used to watch them all the time. That's a great one too. And Monty Python, but I don't really like that. I liked that sense of humor when I was younger, but as I got older, I just didn't care for it as much. But so I, I, I okay. actually tend to stay away from British television, except for I really, do, I love that show Thriller. There's a word for that. It's um xenophobia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> xenophobic dude. Against those British people. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, had, I just funny. I have a tendency to um, just like stuff that I could relate to more, even location. There's some really good stuff there. Have you ever watched Black Adder? That's a that's a great show. Or uh, Good Neighbors is a good one. League of Gentlemen is is pretty good. That's 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 kind of horror horror-y. I watched a show no. for a minute called Skins. It was kind of a fun show, it's kind of a little bit edgy and stuff, you know. And I enjoyed watching it. And, and I, it made me think of that because the accent was so thick. You know, it's one of those things where you got to really pay attention. And the, and the the kind of words they use that are unique, you know, over there to them that we don't use over here to mean certain things. And it's kind of a kind of an interesting thing. Their slang and everything. When, when my wife and I started Still Game, we didn't make it through the first episode. We were just like, oh, yeah, I can't. I can't even understand what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then we hung in and it's. 
now I don't even have to think about it. It's, it's so reason, good, though. It's reasons like that, that that my wife and I, I stick to it much stronger than she does, but my wife and I do this thing where we have like this three to four episode rule where, um, and you, you especially need to stick to it if you've just finished a show that's like one of the best shows you've ever seen. Because whatever you're going to start watching after that, you're, nah. there's there's no investment. You're not going to like the characters right off the bat. You're going to miss your old characters from your old show. So you've got to, you know, invest a little bit in the show. And um, there's been a lot of shows where, you know, like she would cut out and then I would keep watching and then I would finally talk her into watching. I was like, you got to, you got to stick the show out. Or there's some shows that I just watched the first episode. I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me like Hannibal. And then, and then Hannibal end up being like one of my greatest shows I've ever seen, you know? So you just got to stick that out. And the you way could we watch Hannibal with no audio and it's still good. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a I've still never show. seen one episode of that, man. Dude, it's such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. The third season lags a little bit in the first maybe three or four episodes, but the payoff. Oh, but then it comes so back good. around. Yeah. It's my probably my second favorite finale in a TV show ever. But the, um, that's why I kind of wish, I, I, you know, they've been talking about bringing it back and I kind of don't want them to. Because I love the way it ended, but then again, what's your I, favorite I, one? Six Feet Under, for sure, absolutely. I've never seen that I've one. Never, I've never seen that. It will tear you apart, dude. I mean, it's it's that one that I don't ugly cry when I I I cry easily when I watch a movie that moves me. I'll and when I say cry, I mean I will tear up. My eyes will kind of become kind of blurry, and I might have to wipe them. But it, it happens fairly easy for me. But this show, dude. I all but ugly cried. The um, I cried during several episodes, but the finale. And if you look it up, if you just Google like what's the best finale of a TV show ever, that would that's going to come up probably ninety percent of the time. And it's on a lot of people's favorites uh, list, and it's absolutely heart wrenching. And when my wife was watching it years later, like I couldn't even listen to the song that was playing at the end, like it would. Um, pop up on YouTube or something. I just shut it off because I get all sad. And when she was, when she was watching the show, she got like to the end episode. She binged it in like a month or something, all six seasons or five seasons. And uh, she, I could hear that she was got to the final episode. So I went to the bedroom and I was standing there. I just started getting teary eyed because I knew what was coming up. I knew it was happening, and I had to leave the room. Man, no. it's so funny. But oh, yeah, that's what I, I like do that. all the time. I'll just get up and leave the room. Yeah, I have that's no my, I, my exit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, it doesn't matter what we're watching. My wife and I, we just watch something really. Have you guys seen It Comes at Night? Okay, maybe that wasn't it. We were watching something that was just absolutely heart wrenching, man. And I said, "You tearing up?" She's like, "No," and it was like, and I had tears like practically running down my face. That's just how she is, man. She just doesn't. No, same, exactly the same. She she just doesn't. She's just. I mean, she doesn't laugh at me for it. Uh, but she just doesn't. Uh, yeah, nothing moves her like that. She cried reading Boy's Life, and I don't cry when I read normally. Um, I think I only did with. Well, I've done it a couple times. I teared up. It West Lake Soul. Yeah, which and is a, uh, a couple times in foster homes. I told oh. you that. Yeah, that's no, right. Look at that, yeah. that was going to be my blurb, actually. I was going to, um, yeah, because you sent me a message uh, after you read it, and you said you made me cry, asshole. Yep. Yeah, that's a good that was going to be the blurb I used. And then when uh, I did my first thunderstorm deal, um, and Paul asked me what I wanted to call the the four novella thing, I was talking to my wife, and I said I want to call it "You Made Me Cry, Asshole," and she's like, <laughs> "No, don't you dare do that." I was like, yeah, but it's, it just sounds cool. <laughs> and uh, all these stories are in here are all kind of, you know, kind of uh, tearjerkers. It's kind of what we do. It's kind of weird yeah. that you're talking about crying, Chad, because I'm just, as you're talking about it, I'm going back over all the years I've known you. And, dude, I don't think I've ever seen you cry. Never. Probably not. Probably Never, not. dude. I know you've you've probably seen me cry before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably, I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys, you know. <laughs> and I do the ugly face. If I'm gonna cry, dude, it's it's like it doesn't like I have to I have to really repress it. You know? <laughs> but even the repression ends up being ugly in the face. And so, yeah, I'm I'm one of those guys know. too who um, 
if I'm going through a, a hard time where I am in the position to where life is so bad that I need to be crying and stuff, then I usually, um, I don't associate with people, you know, I don't tell them what's going on or anything like that. Like if I'm going through some kind of heartbreak or something like that, I usually don't talk about it, but maybe we'll have to, dude, if you were sitting next to me watching Paddleton, you'd have seen me cry. That that's what I never I never watched it for that reason. I watched the trailer and I went, yeah, no, that is not for me. Oh, dude, man, that Such yeah, if you, it was my number one movie of the year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It's a good movie, man. But but you are no, bound no, to no, cry no for that kind of thing, and I'm just like, yeah, no, not for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was it was super emotional. Even doing the review that we did, man, that was episode number two. Like that, what yeah. what a way to, what a way to start, you know? It was a very heavy heavy episode. Yeah, yeah. extremely heavy. It's a, it's kind of a standalone too. It's kind of a weird one in the history, yeah. I think, of our show. People who listen to it are like, we're probably like, yeah, I'm not coming back to this. Yeah, they're gonna be bawling. They're like, <laughs> These guys they're are bummers. <laughs> they're bummers. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna start out. We started out with what, man? Wild at heart. You know, so we start out with a bang, and then the very next, the very next one, we're just like dragging people through the saddest movie yeah. in the world, and they're like, <laughs> and like everybody's crying, man. They're like, I don't know if I want to come back. Yeah, my my <laughs> wife didn't cry, and I was just like, and you're watching Battleton. Yeah, she loved the movie, and she thought it was sad. But me, dude, oh, I could. I thought yeah. I was gonna start making noises. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a hardcore ending, man. Oh, it hit me oh, so dude. hard. Yeah, man. I was gonna have to pause it and go. I, I, I need to stop this. And the worst part about those kind of movies is, you know, from the beginning how it's gonna end. Like they all, but it's, it's there. Well, I did, I did know. Yeah, I did know that, but it's still, um, you, you're not prepared for that one. And you can't reveal it because I think there's so many people that haven't seen it. Yeah. It's a tragic thing. We can't reveal the ending. But just say you. some people might expect it, but maybe not like that. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'd say, we'll leave it at that. It's one of those like, yeah, I think I know the way it is. And then they see it and they're like, oh, holy moly. And so it's, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you're not if you're not one of those that's like, you know, okay with doing the cry thing, then uh, you, you're not going to want to watch that movie. <laughs> you stay away from that, John. I know. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not, it's not that I'm not okay with it. It's just sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling that right now. So <laughs> yeah, there's been some uh, horror movies that I hear the final guys talking about. And I'm just like, I know that they'd be up my alley and I'd enjoy them, but I don't know that like two that stand out are like uh, the mist. Apparently the end is, is pretty hardcore. That's then, a, yeah, a little bit. And then uh, 1922, Stephen King's 1922, the Netflix movie. Didn't see that one. I heard the whole thing is just nothing, but they actually, they said the whole thing is like watching the end of The Mist for an hour and a half. <laughs> nope, so, no thanks. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, they needed yeah. a couple other movies that were like, uh, uh, I think, um, is it Tigers Are Not Afraid? May have been another one. I think I saw that one. I think that was on Shutter. Yeah, it's a foreign film. It's uh, I believe well, immigrants it's or something. Mexican. I believe it's really from sure. Mexico. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good. It reminded me a lot of Pan's Labyrinth. Oh really? Just just in like tone, not not in like story really. I can't find anyone who's seen the movie. Uh, Are we not cats? Have you seen that? Yes. Okay, you're the only person. With Did you watch hair it? Ball, the hairball. It yeah. was icky. It was icky. Yeah, it was different, man. No, it was, it was something. It was kind of a mess. I didn't really. I wouldn't really say I liked it. I, it's not something I recommend, but I just can't find anybody who's seen it. It Go was ahead. on. It's on Shutter, and I think I just put it on one Saturday afternoon yeah. for a little bit, and I was like, "What the hell is happening here?" <laughs> it's weird. Everything you guys just said literally is the exact commentary of how I feel about the movie Greasy Strangler. I've I never seen that. Chad, 
And dude, I want my I want the hours of my life back, Chad. You saw it. <laughs> I watched it, dude. Yes, I did. Yes. You me I should... No. No, dude. I watched it and I'm like thinking, dude, did you really or are you a bullshit no, artist? No. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit artist. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I at the end I'm thinking, why Okay, the end was a whole different no, movie. No, I don't I'm... even know. By the end of it, yeah, I was thinking back over the time and all the images, dude, in my head from yeah. this, and I'm like, "Why is this happening? What? Why would Chad be like, dude? You got to watch Greasy Strangler." I'm thinking, I mean, it was amusing, you know. You were not. You were you entertained? I mean, dude, it's. I mean, yeah, it's outrageous. Oh yeah, it's it's outrageous. But I don't know if I would actually encourage anybody to watch that. And it's so quotable. Yes, it's but so I, quotable. I still would not encourage. I I don't. There's very few people in in my life that I would ever be like, dude, go home and check out Greasy Strangler. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. don't like. It's a risky business, man, to say that. But as you guys were talking about it and talking about the movie you're just talking about, the ickiness and the grossness and all this stuff, and not yeah. knowing many people who've seen it, not knowing if you could share it with many people. Yeah. <laughs> Every single thing. And I mean, that's, I'm, that's why I was sorry for interrupting, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to say this. That's exactly <laughs> kind of how I felt watching Greasy Freaking Strangler. And I'm like, what is this? I'm still confused. Hey, I'm not seeing that. I tried looking up ana like an analysis of it. I even looked up, you know, esoteric and psycho uh, psychoanalysis. Dude, just nothing. Just nothing. And it's I'm like I don't think anybody's even given a whack at this. Like they just they are like it's the craziest thing you'll see. The images will stick with you forever. The it's super quotable and really insane and wild. We don't know where the mind was of the guy who wrote. It. He hasn't done a lot either. The guy that uh wrote it and directed it and so it was yeah. two guys I guess. Um, and so I had to say that, um, John, you have to see greasy strangler and let me know what you mm -hmm. thought of it. You have to see greasy strangler and let, and let me know what you thought of it. I, I think I looked it up and read the synopsis and went, yeah, I have no interest. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, don't read. Synopsis. Don't do that. He says, don't do that. Just, just watch it, dude. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> No, dude. It, no, it's a. Did you like Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre? No. Oh, okay. <gasps> oh, dude. I'm sorry. We're cutting the short right now, guys. Yeah, well, I, not, we gotta get out of here, man. I can't believe I that. Love, I love both those movies. And too, the Greasy yeah. Strangler is feels to me like that same guy made them, and but uh, was maybe took some robo before he got everybody <laughs> together, <laughs> and yeah. then. Uh, said okay here's my idea and everyone's like what okay because it, it aesthetically it looks very much like those movies and the acting is very much like those movies yeah i think um i love uh napoleon dynamite and natural libre no. i do too but i don't i don't you know i those think are, i could have so, done like, without if it was if there wasn't so much dong like no, there's, there's just a lot of dong there's a lot but of dong, the dong is a lot of nudity in general there's just there's just a lot of nudity in general and there's just a lot of sex in general and stuff like that. And it's just but every dong in the movie is absolutely fake. Well, yeah, but you, I, I don't want to see it. Like what, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> what am I, I'm, I felt like clockwork orange. I'm like, Chad, I'm like, what, what, which character are you man in clockwork orange? You're one of those creepy dudes that's putting the drops on my eyes and making me watch this. And I said, dude, it's, I don't know what's going on, you know, but. I don't know. And, and normally, Chad, you know, I, I recently said that I think there are movies you got to give it a second chance and stuff. I just don't know about that one. So, John, if you if you ever do watch it, always remember, okay, remember the scene right here. You got two guys here. One of those is like, you got to watch it, bro. And one of those is like, you know, uh, maybe not, John. <laughs> so just remember that. So if you ever do and you can line it up and, and see, say, you know, where, where did you fall on the spectrum, man? Between paleo and cheese, where'd you fall on that spectrum? <laughs> yeah, now he now he has to check it out. But listen, yeah. I don't want to keep him too late. But yep. so real quick, I, I do want to ask him a little bit about um, John. Um, I kind of know what you're working on, but um, can you talk about that, or can you talk about? Actually, I want to mention too, walk the darkness down. And you and I have spoken privately about it a little bit. Um, it was the best book I read in. Did I read it in? 2018 i don't remember maybe because that's when i finished it okay so probably 
Yeah, so I probably read it in 2018, and it was like in my top two or whatever that year of the best books that I had read. Um, it might be, I don't know, it's tied with Jedi Summer as far as books of yours for me, I think. Um, and uh, I see a lot of westerns. I have I have read none of the new westerns that have come out. I've got one. Jeremy Wagner sent me one, and I have. You mean one the, the Death's Head series? Yeah, yeah. They got great covers. I've been hearing some great things. Uh, I I definitely plan on on reading one, but I have seen, and I know that you're not like the uh, like the absolute pioneer when it comes to like a a, a weird or splattery western or whatever. But uh, I'm not seeing Walk the Darkness Down get the credit it deserves as far as helping lay some of those stones down for that path that would lead to uh, what seems now is just an absolute explosion of Westerns. I mean, everybody. Yeah, I think it missed the boat a little bit. It was out there a little early, I guess. Ahead of its time, we'll say. But I would encourage anyone... um, to pick it up, even if you hate Westerns, I don't like Western stuff. Um, I haven't really read any, but I don't, I don't really watch like Unsmoke and Bonanza or any of that stuff. I didn't grow up with that really watching it. Not that it's like those, but I'm just saying, and I loved um, Walk the Darkness Down. I thought it had one of the best villains I'd ever read before. One of the most unique. Um, and one it's kind of gross. And one that you can even uh, like sympathize with even as evil as he is. And uh, I, I loved everything uh, about that book. Uh, and I, I just remembered you were writing that at the same time I was writing Skullface Boy and we both named our protagonist Levi. Just remember that. Which I thought was That's weird. weird. Yeah, we've done something like that before. Like when we both put our debuts out and they just happened to be released on the exact same day. And they were both coming of age. Yeah, both coming of age. And I meant to mention this at the beginning of the show. Um, I know that we've spoken about this before. I don't know if we have together or not. Maybe we have, but not on, on my show. But the um, we met through a, um, a contest, um, writing contest on the Cult of Me blog, I think mm-hmm. is what it was called. And every month, uh, the gentleman who was from the UK, I believe, would post a picture prompt and offer, was it 50 pounds for first place? I don't know. It was it was like a money prize, but I don't remember what yeah. it was. It's like 50 pounds and 25 pounds and then something else, I think. Like third, you could get up to third place. And it was my first time trying. And I don't know how many times you had tried before or you had been doing that. That was the first also, time. I had also discovered Shock Totem, which you were part of, which I didn't know you then. And um, on Saturday nights, maybe every other Saturday night, I can't remember what it was. It was every other. Do like this hour long race of picture prompting um, contest that was super cool. And and, uh, because a picture would be posted and everyone would have like what, an hour? I think uh, it was an hour. Yeah, to write uh, a piece of fiction, flash fiction, whatever, and then post that. And then everyone would go down and uh, not just vote on them, but offer. You had feedback. to read all the other ones and critique. Yep. Offer feedback and critique them. And I had done that maybe three or four times. And when I went back after we knew each other for a few years, I went back to that and I looked at that and I saw us talking in there before we had um, actually met. Like you had, you know, given me some feedback and I had given you some feedback on something that you wrote. And I am end up using I think all of those stories and then, you know, fattening them up and putting them in Isaac Catalyst. But when you and I were doing the contest for the cult of me blog, um, you won first place. And just like most writers, particularly when you first start out, you think that everything you write is a masterpiece and probably better than any, anything that anybody else can write. At least that was kind of my attitude at the time, because I would get so happy about something and feel so prideful and I remember thinking my piece is absolutely going to take at least third place. And I can't remember if it did or not. I think it may have. I know I won first place in there uh, later on and I won third place or second place in there at 1.2. But the time that um, I submitted a story 
and it didn't win and yours won. And I remember being upset and then I read it and I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is pretty kick-ass. And so I congratulated you and, and we became friends like uh, right away. Skipped off into the sunset together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to mention that, but yeah. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the year as far as writing goes? <sighs> well. And hopeful releases. Yeah, hopeful. Um I, I first I have to finish something actually. Um, I've started I started a new western. It's probably gonna be weird. <laughs> probably gonna be a little more traditional horror than the last one. And I really just want to get that finished and pitch it to Death's Head because I really want a Justin Coons cover. Yeah. It's really the nice. incentive. Yeah. So first I have to finish it, then I have to send it to them and see if it's something they would take. That's that goal. Then I guess I should finish Snarl because I've worked on that for probably almost a year now and I'm not very far in that. Yeah. That's pretty much and then our, our project and I've got a third book with Bob Ford, which is probably the closest to complete of any of them. You guys have been working on that uh, for a long time too. Since last summer. Yeah. Or last fall. I think the, uh, the world kind of ground to a halt on everything. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a few different reasons, but yeah, and particularly, you know, COVID and And I just you know me, I just I work all the time. Ridiculous right. hours. Right. I get that. I'm I'm hoping that uh I know yours and in, in our, our thing that we're working on together at the trailer park coven is probably gonna be short. Um I, I don't know that it would make for a long read, a good long read, but I think novella. So I'm hoping and we've talked about it a little bit, but who who knows, ma'am? I mean, we could have it out in February. We could have it out in December. You know, it's so I hard would, to tell anymore. Yeah, I would love to be able to have it out no later than spring, but um, we'll see, man. I think people. I already think people are going to dig it. I already dig it. I think it's going to be hilarious, and uh, it seems like it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fun read, and and it's to me it's like a it's if you took the neon owl and you had everybody from like caddy wampus stay at the neon owl um pretty accurate was, yeah it's it's got the feel of both of those um so uh man i would encourage anyone to to go out and get some of john's stuff um and and put uh jedi summer in your in the back of your brain it'll be out you don't have a release date on you like maybe fall i think summer. he said august 31st at the at the latest so okay. i'm not quite sure how he how he works okay so i mean i guess i guess it could be like any time close to that cool all right but I'm, well, I'm pretty excited about it yeah look up john on uh amazon man grab his stuff and you don't have like a website or anything but you got twitter People can. I got Twitter on there. And I, I gotta, I gotta get a decent website one of these days. That's that's low. That's low on my low list of priority, things. Though, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if your stuff's on Amazon anyway, you yeah. know what I mean. You know, your your stuff's out there. Your stuff is being sold. You know, and you can put. You know, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook or whatever, you got your you can put your bio there and link it up and stuff. And so, yeah, you know. I don't know. I mean, do, do how many people uh, is that like low on the priority or like, how does that work with authors, man? Some people you know, don't like use a website at all. They want yeah, nothing to do yeah. with it. Yeah. Some people do. What is that? Bentley little who does like nothing. Yeah. Like he's got no social media presence. Not like. Some he's authors pro can probably get away one of the it. more popular. Yeah. He and he doesn't do any social media at all. Mm -mm. See, I know, I know people like that too. I don't know how they get away with it, man. And they're, but they're all writers though. Like they're all I the people just that I know that do that. Prolific. Yeah, they're prolific, and so they get their stuff out in other ways. But I mean, you know, they probably get a lot more done. They probably have a lot less distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <clears throat> grab John's stuff on, on Amazon. I implore you. You will be a fan, big fan. Uh, there's he's got a lot of people that are just like what what, what would be a, a boat Bodinians. <laughs> yeah, you got you got Bodinians. Um, yeah, Bodenites, I think we call them. Bodenites. There you go. Bodenites. 
bug night. <laughs> yeah, very dedicated readers who constantly longing for the next Bowden piece. Well, so, I appreciate all that, dude. Even thanks for I hanging. You're a little bit biased. You know, I can see someone saying that, but you'll just have well, to. Just here, have to listen. What do you think about Marlene the Magnificent? There, there you go. John <laughs> wrote a story, Marlene the Magnificent, that I've told him I can't stand. I hate that story. <laughs> it's not for me. I think it's the worst thing he's written. But it's because when you stand everything else next to it, it doesn't even feel like a Bowdoin piece. And yeah, so he knows. And it's our kind of running it's joke. A, it's that, a bizarre story. Yeah. It is a bizarre story for sure. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And when you stand it next to the one that it's in with the uh, the angel wings one, I can't remember what it's called. It's like, what is this? How do these both say? <laughs> I was, I was in a different mood. Yeah, I'll say. But, dude, thanks for hanging out. I'm yes. so glad that you finally were able to get on here and join us. And it was fun. Uh, yeah, man. I hope that you're able to uh, get some adequate sleep. Well, you got the day off tomorrow. so. But I hope you're able to sleep in and because I know it's it's very late for you right now, nine o'clock. It is. It's, it's it is. So it was a good time. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks again, and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. You can Google us if you want to reach out. I don't want to get up all of the information, but do follow us. We like to keep all of our YouTube. contact information very private. Oh, Barry. <laughs> yeah. You can find us. Just look us up. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it works. Do the thing. Yeah. Click the stuff. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>